Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50% to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. From Barangaroo Studios, the AusBiz COV is the key stuff you need to know about the day in business and finance. Well, hello, hello. You are listening to the COB podcast from AusBiz. I'm your host, David Scott. Joined today, luckily enough, by my buddy, Annette Beecher. Annette, uh, look, uh, the market, a pretty decent bounce after a bit of shellacking we've seen in recent days. But uh, the question, can it last? No, well, to be honest, I wasn't expecting this. If you just walked in and saw the market close in the US, they were down 1% across the board. But as we quickly found out, that was actually off the lows and the futures were pointing positive. But I didn't expect... Uh, what what is uh, Carl Capalinga calls it bottom left top right plenty of idle cash whether it's convincing or not I just ran through the market wrap and there's a few reasons for uh, some stocks to feel a little upbeat share uh, share purchase plan from CSL good pop there Marley Spoon acquisition up mm-hmm. 22% I tell you, Marley Spoon has saved me on many an occasion, Scuddy. I'll give you that. <laughs> <laughs> well, speaking of Marley Spoon and, uh, and, and M&A activity, uh, yeah, we had a good chat today with Pitcher Partners about the M&A outlook, not only here but around the world. We've seen like unprecedented levels of activity, partly due to SPACs in the uh, the United States, those special purpose You have to spit that out every time, don't you? SPAC attack. <laughs> yeah, well, there, there certainly was a lot and uh, a lot of splat in the second half of the year. But uh, yeah, I want to ask whether that's going to be a feature of uh, next year as well. Well, and uh, Pitcher Partners seems to think that it's going to be around for a while, but uh, no, people are cautious about that space for the time being. Also had some really good chats today. You know, trying to go and investing for next year. I wrote about it in my final view of the year last Friday about you know, how to go and change this environment that we're seeing at the moment. Things are starting to go and shift. So I had a good chat with David Bassanese from BetaShare. So if you want to go and play it through an ETF lens, mm-hmm. uh, he came up with some good ideas and he's feeling pretty uh, pretty comfortable about Omicron and uh, the COVID. He's actually more concerned about a central bank policy error. Ah, maybe, maybe too little, too late or maybe too much and blow it up. Having to go and tighten our conditions pretty uh, pretty aggressively straight off the bat. Um, also, I had a really good chat as well with Steve Johnson from Forager Funds. The last time we'll have a chat with Steve for the year, and I really enjoyed the conversation. So he's actually a bit concerned about what's going on with those high growth names that have come off the boil. He reckons that the bubble is uh, is definitely starting to go and pop. So he's concerned about you know, not willing to go and dive into that area of the market just yet. But he does see other opportunities out there. Now, I'm not going to go and tell you which names. That sounds like it's worth a listen. One, one is a software company which is making some pretty good headway. It probably can't put it in the same basket as other uh, tech stocks that have been sold off aggressively recently. But, uh, yeah, pretty interesting. So also, uh, infrastructure is in one that he's got some pretty strong views on. So make sure you're going to take a listen to that one. Uh, speaking of the shifting landscape, uh, Annette, I believe your view is uh, no, looking to what 22 may bring. 
through a backward-looking lens. Uh, yeah, well, it. it's just it's been interesting. This is probably just more of a personal observation, listening to the news, what are people are talking about, and definitely petrol and energy crisis. Lots of strikes. I mean, there seems to be a train strike every second day, and you know, it just has that '70s retro feel about it. And uh, and of course, back then the way the wage price spiral as was the fallout because the strikes actually delivered the pay rises scuddy so the pay rise inflation the pay rise inflation so textbook 101 wage price spiral so i was feeling a little retro and that could be the risk for 2022 which feeds into the central banks uh, may have to do a lot more heavy lifting next year should we see a wage price spiral so that was my uh, my flares and platforms 70s vibe nice i can't say i was around but uh, i was just in a, a, early, early 80s but uh, yeah so I, I got the tail end of it let's go and I'll just say that. Um, getting back to the local market, uh, one of the things that I picked up on today, Annette, was that a lot of the other uh, companies that have been absolutely smashed by that uh, that change when it comes to interest rate expectations next year, mm-hmm. uh, manage to go and find a balance. But there was one exception to the rule and quite a notable one. Now, it's not really able to go and trade on its own two feet now because it's actually been acquired. Now, I'm talking, of course, by about Afterpay, Afterpay. And, and Block's acquisition of that company. So it does trade in lockstep at the moment. So it's interesting to be going watch what's happening in that buy now pay later space the regulatory news is starting to tighten a little bit uh, as we expected that we'll start to go and see and a few question marks are being raised about the outlook for those companies given there was so much gr- no, growth expectations built in to valuation so we sat down today it's actually the stock of the day so uh andrew page sat down today with scott phillips he's our mate from the uh, the motley fool and uh mark Wallen from team investor go and see whether they'd go and take the punt and buy afterpay shares or block uh, at this occasion, take a listen. It's down almost half, if you can believe it, from its 52-week high. Right. On the 10th of February this year, $158.47 a share. Now, as we talk, $81.45. So it's been a tough old ride for an Afterpay shareholder. If the future is brighter for Square and Afterpay than it currently looks, this is going to be a good price. But you are taking a Square bet, a bet on Square as a combined entity right now rather than Afterpay particularly. For a deal that otherwise should have been all beer and Skittles, Afterpay Shower was unfortunately sitting on a, a decent loss right now. But if we had a GFC type event now, which we will at some point, companies like this go go broke, you know, because they have, they're basically, they're burning money at a rate, which is all very well when money's cheap and plentiful, but it's a high risk business. So I wouldn't suggest anybody buys it now on the speculation that it's at $80, it's cheap, because there's no fundamental basis for that. Oh, how sentiment has changed towards those high-flying <laughs> stocks. I wonder what Afterpay will be sitting at, where it would trade if it didn't have that block acquisition bid already built into it. And, and let's, now, let's now remember, approved. we had the discussion about this is a script deal. So it depends on the share price, not yeah. on cash. So that means nothing is a done deal in terms of valuation as well. Exactly right. Well, it's going to be an interesting space. I do notice that, uh, that some of the other buy now, pay later names had a pretty decent bounce today. There's still on lots of chatter about potential uh, acquisitions and M&A activity in that space as some of those second tier uh, names. I think Zip, Zip had a good one today, I believe. Zip had a big one, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, it's got to be put in the context of what we've seen over uh, over recent weeks and it's been one-way traffic and as we all know, uh, some of the uh, biggest rallies occurred during the worst of bear markets and it certainly has been a bear market for that once high-flying company. Well, uh, Annette, there's not much on the macro front, so how about we go and uh, leave it there for the day and uh, two trading days uh, left until Christmas. I'm uh, already Sunday here, Santa's Slay 
warming yeah, up, so I'm getting no, excited. We've, uh, we're feeling a little bit festive here, we have to say. Like, we're feeling a bit loosey-goosey here with some, you know, some interesting choices of outfit, which you can't sort of tell here, uh, of we'll course. We're, eggnog- we're very, we're we're very eggnog, professional we? from the waist up here. We're getting a bit loose with the uh, with the garments. But what the heck, of course, Osbys will be here through your next couple of trading days, so make sure you stick around. We'll see you on air at 10 a.m. tomorrow. Good night. <laughs>